Hi friends, this is Jillian and Kaylin, and you're listening to In Case You Missed It on Teach Me How to Adult, a podcast on navigating the ups and downs of adulthood, from managing stress and finances to crushing your career and love life. Tune in every Monday as we share game-changing tips from our guests that you might have missed. Adulting isn't easy, but we got you. So one of the questions we really wanted to ask you was, how can we address conflicts that come up in friendships in like a healthy, productive, non-dramatic way? And is it even worth it to address every single frustration that might come up in female friendships? That is such a good question. And I actually have not been asked that too much about like, what do I address? What do I let go? What's, you know, worthy of my time? I think the first thing is to have an idea of what healthy conflict is, because I've noticed that that determines your approach in the first place. So if, because of whatever reason, the messages you've received on TV or how you were raised in your home, you have a, an idea of conflict as it being um, bad or dangerous or threatening or anything like that, that's directly going to impact the way that you come to the table with your friend. And so the first thing to get clear is that healthy conflict is not only good, it is necessary. The only way we're going to experience that platonic intimacy we're looking for is is to acknowledge that it's on the other side of maybe a tough conversation. And so if I have an issue with my friend or she says something that triggers me, it's my job to be like, okay, so every time you say that, it actually makes me feel kind of weird so that she has a chance to say, oh my gosh, I had no idea. Thank you. I, I, I understand you better now and I can, you know, uh, accommodate you accordingly. So conflict is good. But as far as like, what do I address and what do I not? I think anything that's like, it pushes your boundaries or you find that it's impacting the, the friendship overall might be worth it. But, you know, little annoying things like she chews with her mouth open or <laughs> she talks too loud. Some things are just, you know, we got to be honest, you've got some things to you know, and you don't want somebody criticizing every little thing. So is this one of those things that's like impacting how I feel internally or how we are doing as a, as a unit, then it might be worth mentioning. But if it's something that's just kind of like your preference or it's something she can't change, um, then it might not be worth bringing up. That's a really good point though. I mean, if it's truly affecting you and not just a pet peeve, then it's worth, I think it's worth discussing. I'm very non-confrontational. So I'm really, really trying to learn right now how to like, you know, I just grew up in a non-confrontational family and it was like conflict was the worst thing. So it's really a matter of learning that difficult conversations can make you like stronger and better and they're going to be hard at first, but are ultimately worth it. And how, and do you have any advice for how to bridge the gap if you and your friend have two very different communication styles? So if you have a very sensitive, non-confrontational friend and a more kind of combative, outspoken, or even more aggressive friend, how do you find a way to communicate in the middle that works for both of you? Yeah, it's tricky because a lot of times we do bring two different communication styles to the table. And um, that doesn't have to be a bad thing. If anything, it can make us better. It can make me more self-aware because I realize, oh, I tell it like it is, but she's especially sensitive. I, I, I probably can't do that here, or I probably have to realize that's not for everybody. So it's nice sometimes to be with somebody who who operates in a different way. Um, you know, some advice I'd give there is, I think this is where self-awareness and courage are really important because you have to know your style to be able to tell someone like, okay, just so you know, I I, I talk like that sometimes and I'm really straightforward. We, we do that in my family, but 
I know it's not for everybody. So please, you know, if that ever rubs you the wrong way, you gotta, you gotta let me know. And that way, when it does happen, inevitably, because that's your personality, at least you kind of helped her buffer a little bit against the impact because you've explained, this is my style. I don't mean to hurt you. And hopefully you're also willing to adapt if she tells you it hurts her feelings. Like, okay, I'm working on it. But it takes some kind of level of self-awareness and courage to say, I know this about myself. This is what I need. I've seen from experience people respond in this way. So just letting you know, I'm not trying to be rude, um, but that's just kind of my thing and I'm working on it. And that takes a certain level of emotional maturity, but it can be such a game changer. Let's say, you know, you are a little more uh, reserved and you have a friend who is, you know, kind of direct. It's okay to kind of signal to her or to even say explicitly like, okay, well, I'm just a little more reserved um, for her to take that into account. Or you can try things that don't feel so confrontational, like asking questions. And I think a lot of times when we think of conflict, we think, okay, I'm finally going to tell her how I feel. I'm going to tell it like it is. But the mistake we're making is we're going into the conversation with more periods than question marks, Mm. meaning more prepared statements than questions. And so maybe saying something to her, like, let's say she kind of goes on the deep end or goes off the deep end on something and you're thinking to yourself oh my god this is so dramatic <laughs> then maybe the next time you guys are together or in the moment depending on the situation you can say to her like okay so that seemed to have like really upset you like what's going on because that was like such a big response and that way I'm, it's my way of i'm indirectly saying like that was a really big reaction what's going mm-hmm. on here as opposed to like that was just so dramatic and it makes me uncomfortable or, you know, that was too intense. And so a lot of times if you can speak to the impact of somebody's behavior instead of the behavior itself, you'll find that it's a little bit more of a productive conversation. Sometimes we believe that we should just have this chemistry or we believe like, well, I shouldn't have to say it. Like she's my friend, I shouldn't have to say it. But we're never gonna get to a level of closeness where it transcends a need to communicate. And so I feel like as soon as, we can kind of uh, bust that myth of you shouldn't have to say it your friend should just get you that's not true and so you know as long as you can go into it knowing that none of us are mind readers you know your friends love you but they can't read your mind you've got to communicate what you need in order to be satisfied and to be loved well Thanks for starting your week with us. If you enjoyed today's In Case You Missed It, check out our show notes for the full episode. We would love it if you subscribed, left us a comment or a rating, and followed us on Instagram. See you next time.